Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And here we are. Um, we have been on the road downtown this week pretty much, right, Richard? Yeah, but by the way, happy Halloween. What a day, what a weekend huh? to celebrate the craziest I, I don't know, Linda. I think the weirdest of all holidays, don't you? <laughs> I was not very well trained by my parents to love Halloween. Um, my dad, actually, um, was... Well, both my parents lived through the Depression, and uh, my dad especially thought, you know, going door-to-door asking for food was just <laughs> the worst. And so he allowed us to go to five houses, and then we had to come home. And so that's my memory of Halloween, except wow. for now with our children, it's totally different. My memory is spending many trips to the DI to try and come up with some creative costumes for them, and then them ha- changing their mind at the last minute and deciding they wanted to be, do something. Wow. Well, my, my memory, uh, and I'll get to why I think it's a weird holiday, and I bet most listeners agree with me, but my main memory, which is pretty current because kids and grandkids still going out there and trick-or-treating and my main challenge it seemed to me was how do you get rid of all that candy how do you not get them sick or rot their teeth out and we went through a lot of ideas and i think the best one we ever came up with is we'd send our kids out early and they'd come home with their pillow cases full of candy and then we'd sit there at home and give the candy they got away to all the trick-or-treaters that came to our house. Well, 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 not quite that rude. That's what we did. I mean, we had them choose the things they wanted to keep, and then we had and then we gave away the rest of it. We were happy to get rid of it. <laughs> it's called recirculating. It's kind of like it's, a, it's an ecological green thing to do. You know, you just keep recycling the candy, and then... You know, your own kids don't have to eat it. Right, right. But um, also, there's so many different plans for doing this. Sometimes parents say, okay, just gorge out on anything you want tonight, and then we're either giving or throwing the rest away because we don't want this sitting around here for weeks. Get good and sick. Just eat it all now and get sick just once. and and then then get it over with. But then other parents like, okay, you can have three every day, and this will last till Christmas. That's the worst. That's the worst. You can have a constant. You can get yourself addicted to sugar gradually between now and Christmas. (laughs) I don't know. I think some of them go ahead and eat that much sugar every day. Anyway, the way our kids eat sugar, nowadays but anyway it's quite a holiday well here's my thing on Halloween I mean how uh, you know I think the reason and I got to be careful here what I say because we know from surveys that uh, among kids Halloween is the second most favorite holiday of the year second only to Christmas that's what that's what surveys show and, yeah and I can kind of see why because you know, one thing that Halloween does is it allows you to sort of get outside yourself and be someone else. And, and we've had parents tell us, you know, I've got this really shy child who, who never dares to say a thing, but we dress him up in Halloween and he's a, he's a ghost or he's a ninja turtle or he's Batman and suddenly... He can talk to anybody, and he's just Mr. Mister Outgoing. And so, and, I mean, that's, you know, maybe there are some uh, some advantages to being someone other than yourself for a little while in role-playing. But 
Here's why I'm bugged by Halloween. I'll just be honest. I think it has kind of taken away from my favorite holiday, which is Thanksgiving. Now, you might say, well, why would that be there? They're in different months. Well, you go down to the uh, you go down tomorrow, or you know, this weekend, or early Monday, to uh, your your favorite supermarket or whatever, or your whatever department store you go to, and you will see that they're doing two things at once. They're pulling down the Halloween decorations and putting up the Christmas decorations, as though there was nothing in between. And my favorite holiday of Thanksgiving is getting left out and decimated by this crazy Halloween to Christmas transition. Now, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think that's so true. It's just been our complaint for so many years. I mean, we love fall. It's our favorite season. Well, right now we're up um, at the top of a mountain where the leaves are, a lot of them have fallen off, but some of them are still golden and it's all burnished and gold and red and it just it makes you, it just fills your soul with beauty. And it's the time for Thanksgiving. It's not the time for little ghosty people coming out. Oh, it's the time for ghosty people too. We, I, you know, I hated Halloween for long enough that I just decided to give it up and just decide that I loved Halloween. And um, I, I do think that the main thing is that you can be somebody that you're not. You can. Um, just transform yourself into something for one day. Well, it goes on for a couple of weeks. After, let's face it. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of Halloween parties, but um, it really is kind of fun to just be something else, do something else. And, you know, you can show your kids that you can be crazy, too. You can dress up. I had my favorite witch hat. I mean, I just put that on at Thanksgiving. I was pretty much always a witch when the kids were home, but... <laughs> Um, I went ahead and put on the hat for Halloween, but it really is fun for <laughs> all families. I mean, we have one family that Thanksgiving is their favorite. I mean, not Thanksgiving, I mean Halloween. And they always we're talking say, about our kids now, our, our kids and our their kids. kids and their various uh, ways of celebrating Our adult Halloween. children with their own children. Yeah. And so they dress them up, and it is just so fun to see what they can come up with. Well, and some of your nieces and nephews, Linda, your, sis, your sister Lena's kids are big into Halloween. They, one of them just sent us a thing the other day with their two kids, and oh my gosh, I, I had to look at them for quite a while because they looked like real vampires, you know, and, and uh, oh my goodness, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's our little niece and nephew right there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of fun. I mean, it does destroy your house with black hairspray and, um, you know, glue and all the stuff that goes along with trying to create great costumes. But, you know, let's just let it be. Let's well, and I, I'll back off a little because I, we, we do have a lot of fun. I mean, one of the things that's fun for us as empty nesters is sitting back and seeing what kind of little creatures come around our house here in Park City and... Uh, we get some kind of wild-looking folks. There were a lot of wild-looking folks out on the street last night. We we just finished a, a, a conference. We talked about this last week, for those of you that listen every week. Tires on the road. We were downtown in Salt Lake City speaking and participating in this World Congress on Families. And so as we were finishing that up and coming home and Driving around the downtown, there were a lot of Indians and cowboys and ghosts and witches and goblins and 
it is pretty fun to see how creative people can be. And uh, I think last year we we were at a, a, a NBA game on uh, Halloween night, and I, you've never had a, there's never been a more fun game because uh, there were a lot of creatures in that audience. I don't know how the players concentrated on the basket. <laughs> they uh, thought they might get attacked by uh, a vampire or something. Um, it really is. It's so fun. It's fun to see the creativity and things that are going on with uh, with families and so on. It's a family holiday. Well, and, and the other thing I'm going to say positively about it, and, and long-time listeners know how strongly, I mean, we're almost religious zealots when it comes to family traditions and family rituals because we've learned over the years not only in our own family but watching so many other families that when you have a family tradition or a a ritual something you do and it could be on a holiday it could be a sunday tradition it could be uh you know something you do on someone's birthday but whatever whatever it is if you stick with it and if you build on it and if it becomes something that means a lot to you and to your family and it gets it gets traction it gets a toehold we think those traditions and we know this in fact because we've just seen it in so many families around the world and it doesn't matter where you are what country you're in people have traditions family rituals and when they do those, they, they some of them seem silly. Some of them seem fairly meaningless. Some of them seem almost, you know, like why are we wasting our time on this? But over time, it's those rituals and traditions that really create the glue. We call it the glue that holds families together. And I have to well, say, yeah, there, I there mean, are, you're, you're kind of beating around the bush well, here, Richard. Because there are, I'm just saying there are a lot of families that have elaborate and really quite involving uh, family traditions on Halloween. Well, yeah, but you're beating around the bush when you come to traditions because we've just celebrated one of the biggest traditions in our family this week, and that is your birthday. Well, I didn't want to get to that for a of minute. Of course. But, well, I'm sure you would have. But, again, but. but think about Halloween for a minute, honey. I mean, think of the families we know who decorate their yard and their house and who... Uh, start on what are you what are you going to be you know for for halloween they start about august i swear and by the time it's halloween they've had a lot of good family time getting the costume getting it put together and then maybe they have a halloween party and as a family or they invite the neighbors over we have some good friends that have a, a halloween party in their in their driveway every year and it's such a big deal and their kids are all involved, and people come from blocks around just to, you know, see how they've decorated their house. Well, you remember we were in Orange County last week, and our son was with all his kids, and we drove past a house that it was absolutely oh, yeah. it was bigger than any oh. Christmas house we've ever seen. It was all lit up. There were goblins and, and black cats and witches everywhere all over their house. But the wild thing is they had it connected to music so the lights were flashing off and on to shut up and dance and you know several other several other and they were synced they were all all the lights lights were were synced were synced and and people creatures were singing and their mouths were moving and and here i don't know how they did this it was actually they had a sign on the house 98.3 fm or whatever they'd found a radio frequency that wasn't used, and they were broadcasting on that frequency. So as you drove by, 
you'd see that and you'd tune your radio dial to it and you'd hear this spooky music which was synchronized with all the lights and action on the house it was incredible it was really pretty amazing but you need to before we go to break here you need to tell a little bit about your birthday tradition just because it's so fun maybe that's another reason i'm a little bugged by halloween is that it's so close to my birthday you know my birthday <laughs> kind of is, takes attention off of your birthday <laughs> yeah well i'm i'm gonna give a little teaser before we go to break and then i'll fill it in after we come back on the air, but when our kids were small, we they insisted we have a, a, birth, a family tradition for every birthday, and they all got to pick their own what they want. One kid wanted to go bowling every year on his birthday, and some of them were a little more bizarre than that. But I, I said to the kids early on, our younger, our older kids, when they were young, and what do you want to do on what's what should be my birthday tradition on on uh, on October 28th? And they said, well. Oh, we love autumn leaves. Let's rake them in an enormous pile, and and we'll jump in them, and we'll bury each other, and we'll stuff them down our backs, and have a big time. And I was fine with that, but I thought that's childish. It'll die out. Well, after the break, we'll tell you whether that tradition died out or not, and you can probably guess. We'll be right back after this break. Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. So when we left you with a little teaser about my my own birthday tradition, jumping in the leaves, and my foolish thought back in the day as a young parent that that would be short-lived, that as kids got older, surely they'd outgrow such a childish tradition. Well, many of you parents know this kids don't outgrow traditions they get entrenched in them they will not let you change them think of how think of how you decorate your christmas tree and if you try to do it a little different one year i guarantee you the kids will say, oh that's not how we do it we we do it this way kids are 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 they're creatures of i'm using the word creature too much but they they love traditions they want to keep with them and we think we know the reason for that that gives them a sense of identity Kids want family traditions and rituals for the same reason that some kids go and join a gang or or whatever, someplace where they have colors and tattoos and something that gives them an identity larger than self. That's what traditions do for the family. So anyway, it didn't die. It just got bigger. The kids would say, now they're teenagers, we got to have your tradition down in and Liberty Park, where there's big trees and big leaves, and we want to jump out of the trees into the leaves, and we want to invite our friends, and can you bring hot chocolate? And, oh, my goodness, it just it got to be big, didn't it, Linda? Absolutely. Really big. Um, we have some of the most amazing, fun pictures of that tradition of kids stuffing leaves down each other's backs and and we have it. Oh, I think we announced it. Uh, we announced a new pregnancy down there one time. That's right. Um, and it became quite an event. It still is quite an event. Well, the but the point is, you better tell the rest of your story because well, the rest, it didn't really end right there when our kids left home. Yeah, we thought well, at least it'll die when they leave, you know. But here's what happened: the very first year that uh, was kind of interesting in our family that. 
our three oldest kids actually left home essentially at the same time because the two older daughters went on LDS missions, uh, humanitarian and proselyting missions. One went to Bulgaria, one went to Romania, and they left the same day. They had a joint farewell and left. And it was the same time of year that Josh, our oldest son, left for his first year of college. So here I am sitting at home on Halloween, or on, sorry, I've got Halloween on the brain, on, on my birthday, missing these three oldest kids of mine who are gone. It's the first time I've had a birthday without them around since they were born. And I, was, I remember distinctly feeling a little melancholy and thinking, oh, I really miss my three oldest. And But I went to the mailbox, and there were three birthday cards, three envelopes. And I thought, man... They all remembered, and they timed it right. I got the cards. It's it's my birthday. I went in my den, and I, I ripped open the first one from our oldest daughter in Bulgaria. Some of you are way ahead of me on this. You know what happened. It was not a card. It was a leaf. And the leaf falls out on the desk, and it's got a little Post-it note on it. And I still remember the exact words. It said, Dear Dad, this is a Bulgarian leaf. The orphans where we're helping helped me celebrate your tradition. We jumped in these leaves. And then the last line is what really got me. Don't forget, Dad, just because I'm far away, I'm still part of our family. Suddenly, as I read that, Linda, I'm thinking, these are not silly little games. These are powerful traditions that hold families together well to finish the story i opened the second one and these the kids hadn't talked to each other they all did this independently out fell another leaf from romania with another little post-it note from our other daughter and i hardly dared hope for the consistency but i opened the third one earmark or postmark from our son's dormitory at byu and out fell a third leaf. This one, of course, being from a son, had no post-it note, no message, just a leaf. And I could see Josh sitting there in his dorm thinking, oh, I'll just send Dad a leaf. He'll know exactly what it means. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Difference between boys and girls. And exactly, you did know what it meant. I mean, that was really fun. But, you know, family traditions are so great, especially because we're going in the into the tradition season. Um, another one of our favorite birthday traditions was floating the birthday cake. Our Sadie was born on August 12th, and we were always up at Bear Lake. So we decided we were going to just float her birthday cake on some little floaty. We got the idea from Tasha Tudor, who wrote the cutest book about traditions when our kids were little. Anyway, we, so we every year we rigged up some kind of floaty. And we put that thing out there on the lake, and it did get wet once in a while if it was wavy. But candles were lit; it was floating out. It was always exciting, and um, we—that has just been such a fun tradition too. Because first of all, we had a granddaughter who was also born on August 12th, so we have a double celebration. They live in Arizona, so they're able to find a pool to um, float the cake. But it really is so fun because after Sadie left. Our home people, um, actually, she was on her way to missionary service in Spain when it was her birthday, and the kids 
I'll send her messages like, I floated a cupcake in the sink for you today. I filled the bathtub with water and put a cake in there. I mean, it really is so fun to see how that goes on after your kids have left. It's really a binding thing. And, and again, think about your own family. You've probably got some great Halloween traditions, and I apologize for being a little critical of Halloween, but but you've probably also got some wonderful Thanksgiving traditions. Most families do. that. I think that's why it's our favorite holiday is we see families uh, where, wherever Thanksgiving celebrated. Of course, it isn't celebrated in, in most of the world, but in certainly in, in the U.S. and in Canada. Canada has theirs a little earlier. But wonderful traditions that center around families being together. Uh, we're going to have a special show here on on Ayers on the Road in November where we're going to really get into some of the Thanksgiving traditions that we love that actually have to do with helping kids to feel more gratitude. I mean, the best traditions, I mean, any tradition is great because it, it's like a glue, like it's floating a cake in a lake. That's a great tradition. But the very best traditions are the ones that actually teach kids something and beyond family unity and beyond the other things that happen automatically. And there's some Thanksgiving traditions and some Christmas traditions. We'll also do a special Christmas tradition show sometime in December on our regular slot here. And they're traditions that can sort of change the norm in your family so that instead of kids thinking only about getting all the time on Christmas or only about eating all the time or watching football on Thanksgiving, they can actually sort of create a different atmosphere where kids are more grateful and more giving and more oriented to to Christ on Christmas. And we'll be excited to share those with you. But again, it's Halloween now. And, and, and I guess what, correct me if I'm wrong, Linda, but the main advice we give to parents, enhance your traditions, whatever they are, by by making them even better and by maybe writing them up in a big, journal or on a big calendar so kids can anticipate them when they're coming and look back on them with fondness after they're over. You know, you think your kids are going to be there forever when you have a young family and it just you're kind of in the trenches and it's sometimes just survival of the fittest trying to get through all that. But, you know, when people used to say to me, oh, and Linda, appreciate it, well, your kids are home because they'll just be gone before you can blink an eye. And I thought, oh, that's easy for you to say. Oh, you don't know how this is day to day. But actually, it was true. It is just amazing. Now that all of our kids are out of the nest, it's pretty amazing to realize how quickly that went by. So these traditions are really so important. Well, and if you're an empty nester like we are now, you can. it doesn't mean that the traditions fade away. In fact, uh, there's another time we're always so grateful around family-centered things for technology because we'll get on the phone and we'll Skype and we'll watch, well, you know, how are the kids in Boston? How are our grandkids? What are they doing? For we'll, We're going to be doing that later today. What are your costumes? We want to see them. Let's see what you're going to be before you go out trick-or-treating and check out the different grandkids in the different locations and if you're really going to ham it up, dress up yourself so they can see that you're not an old fogey. You're into this thing. And you can use technology to make the traditions you've always had 
uh, if you are an empty nester, make them live on and continue to participate in them, continue to be a part of them rather than say, well, I guess, you know, it's over for me. I'll just sit here at home and put out a jar of uh, of uh, raisins <laughs> or popcorn. We used to always try... <laughs> We used to always try to give healthy treats on Halloween, and our our house was the least popular in the neighborhood. <laughs> right. um, apples, you know, they go. Oh, thanks. Um, but anyway, I before we end today, we do need to give a little shout out to the World Congress of Families Nine, um, where we have spent the last week down at the Grand America Hotel. Um, that was quite an event. We have to admit it. That was pretty amazing. We. Um, listened to the piano guys last night and we had a raucous concert it was so fun and the tabernacle choir we listened to a practice for a while and they did a little concert for us it was really quite a showcase for utah well the best part of it was that it had a lot of diversity there were there were three thousand people attending and they really did come from all over the world we met lovely folks from we one of our my new friends is a guy from hungary that we really like and we we met a lot of people who were very, very interesting, and uh, I, you know, my only wish was that it had been a little more diverse. It's called the World Congress on Families, and it it was essentially a Christian Congress on Families, which is great. Of families, of families. Yeah, which is which is fine, but it, I think it would have been enhanced even more if it's going to be called a World Congress to have. To have Muslims there, to have more Jews there, to have uh, Buddhists, to have Hindus, to to really essentially make the statement families are important in every culture and in every religion. But maybe they're working toward that, and maybe that'll come. I think when it, that's the only wish I had. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought they did a good job of having diversity. There were some speakers who might have been considered too far right and maybe a little Yeah, there rigid. were some that were pretty strident and so on. But but there were others that balanced them off who were mainstream and who were really just giving the, the statistics and the idea of how we can strengthen families. It was really quite amazing. I, I bet we met, I mean, the core of the people there were just solid families. I bet we met Six, eight couples that had 12 children. Oh, it was a mecca for big families, that's for sure. Oh, we felt like paupers. And Yeah, absolutely. And we met the cutest man from Hungary. There were some people. I met the darling girl from Argentina and from Colombia. But this guy from Hungary is organized, um, an organization all over Europe, for large families. Which and in Europe is defined as three children or more. Or more, yeah. yeah. And uh, but he was delightful and invited us to come to Latvia next year and speak to their convention because there's you know Europe is dying. The the scary part is that families, people, so many people are deciding not to have families. And on, and on that on, on that pessimistic note, yeah. we're out of time. But we'll talk a little more about that next week. And we hope you'll continue to join us every week for Ayers on the Road. And happy Halloween for those who are listening today. It's Halloween Day. Talk. I'm.